Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. This is an audio medium, gentlemen. This is where you get to talk. So sitting here in silence is just awkward. I just thought we were coming up with topics still. Oh, we got them. So, I agree. So we could... Uh, we could talk about your last kayak trip with him versus your first kayak trip with him. We've kind of touched base on Did we that. talk about the first one? We talked about it, but we did not mention his name. and we did. Corey not. Weaver flipped his kayak, <laughs> and it was... Uh, it, it was, was that the first? That was the yeah, first Yeah, the first one. time I ever <laughs> fished. Was it the first time I ever fished with you? I think it was. I can't think of another time that I... Uh, any other time before that that I fished with you? No, that was the first trip. <laughs> All right. And he's back. And he's back. <laughs> and and four months later, we went back and recovered. It wasn't even that long. It was yeah. like a month, month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here with Corey Weaver, the uh, owner, operator, and uh, do you have any other titles? Co-owner of JB's Fish Sauce. No. No important titles. Okay. <laughs> and then the Flathead Assassin, also known as Ryan Tasler. Yes. The one In a very only. small circle. <laughs> just just me. I think I'm the only person who calls him that. The only time I ever call him that is when we do a podcast and I introduce him. But It's given a lot of credit. Yep. So, Corey, he's, uh, he runs his own... Well, why don't you talk about it? So I quit tripping over my words. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm the co-owner of JB's Fish Sauce. Uh, we make fish attractants, uh, a wide variety of scent formulas for uh, all varieties of freshwater fish, and we have a Minhaden formula um, for some saltwater fishermen as well. Um, we even have a trout formula for the trout guys, and we've owned the company for a little over two years now. It was uh, originally started by uh, Mr. Block up in Minnetonka, Minnesota, and we purchased the company a little over two years ago and have been trying to grow and expand ever since. Sweet. 
So where, what research did you do to figure out what ingredients go to what fish attractant? And Because I've seen it, and it's worked right. on several occasions. Right. So when we purchased, when we acquired the company, we got um, we got the base recipes and formulas from the original owner, and then ever since then, I've just been expanding and experimenting and spending time on the water and getting products out into various different pros and um, guides that we work with and sponsor, and letting them kind of help test and see what we can come up with and it's a lot of just trial and error and experimentation like anything else and not sleeping you might sleep less than any human i've ever met in my life it's (laughs) impressive very possible like the the mental the intestinal fortitude to get up and go fishing when you're run down and beat down and this guy works he's a tire builder so he actually works Ryan and Corey actually work. I just kind of hang out. <laughs> Someday well, we want to hang out. That's our that's our end goal. <laughs> I don't I don't have goals. It's it's refreshing that some people do. I don't. <laughs> anyway, so Corey builds the secret sauce and big in tournaments. Or you you've, you're getting into tournaments after a, what what's the word? I have for a it? long layoff. Is it a layoff or yeah. a sabbatical? <laughs> there you go. Um, so I started at a very young age. Um, Fish for a bat. I don't want to uh, swear on here. Yeah. I'm, a, <laughs> I, I'm one of those dirty, dirty green pickle fishermen. Yeah. But, um, but I like the brown ones too. Uh, no, I started tournament fishing when I was 15 years old. And fished a I'm originally from Indiana. I fished a lot of local derbies in Indiana and Michigan and um, did that for a very long time till I started having kids and at some point it, I had to start putting it on the back shelf for a while. And but then, you're back. You're back in the game. <laughs> kids are older and um, I'm stepping back into it. So and you went clear. So we're in central Iowa and you drove clear to New York. I, I, I did recently. Do and you cashed a check. Cashed a check. That yes. almost covered your gas bill. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's pretty accurate. Definitely co- had to definitely yeah. cover your gas. So bill. anybody out there inspiring to be a pro quote unquote tournament fisherman. It's not as glorious as it seems. Um, <laughs> I, I, you don't I, just stand on the podium the whole time? <laughs> no. Not just up there? No. Signing your check the um, Yeah. It, it, there's very few guys that truly make a living, even at all the highest pro elite levels. There are very few guys that truly make a living from just How fishing. many? How many people, uh, how many tournament anglers in the bass world, we'll just keep this simple, uh, are making a living on with just tournaments in all the like major league fishing, bat, BASS? Um, well, most of it's probably sponsorship, not their winning. But say, whatever, they're making yeah. a living. Yeah. So how many, yeah. like, is it 100, 200, 500? I'd say there's less than, there's less than 500 people in the country truly making a living. And if you took the sponsors away and the outside endorsements, there's probably less than... There's two. 
OKVD. There's probably less than twenty guys it's that are truly Koi Weaver, <laughs> truly good enough to strictly make it. Off their winnings alone. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it's not as glorious as it seems. You do it because you love it. You don't do it because you're going to get rich. Yeah, but some people do get rich. There, so that's kind of sweet. Yeah, there's lucky few. What's what's that one, dude? Everett. Um, Enders something? Edwin Evers? Yeah, that's it. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Well, I was reading it. He, so he goes was, by many names. Right? <laughs> Intentional or unintentional. But he had a good article about boat storage that I read today. And he, yes. the first sentence, like to add clout to his like resume, I guess, they stated his career winnings were like $3.8 million. <laughs> and this isn't like Kevin Van Dam, you know? Yeah. What's KVD's career earnings? 20, 30, 40? Um, he's in the, I think he's in the high teens. If is, I he the, right. is he the guy who's won the most money? So far, yeah. So far. But you haven't really got into I, it yet. So. I mean, I think Jacob Wheeler has a chance to surpass him. Like, he's, he's, Probably number one right now. Jacob Wheeler sounds like he could be a country music singer. Uh, he's a Tennessee boy. I'm thinking Wheeler well. Walker. <laughs> That's not the most appropriate country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to karaoke that one on here. I promise you that. But if you're a tournament, tournament angler, you probably don't have the most appropriate lifestyle right. either. Well, <laughs> it just depends on what you consider appropriate. I mean, yeah. appropriate's all a matter of perception. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, if you hang out the places I've hung out, yeah, like you, anything goes. You're pretty loose, runner. Pretty loose over there. But I've so the the fun thing is that I've been slowly converting Corey to becoming a true angler and not just fishing for bait anymore, and talking him into the whole flyhead thing. So the first time that this is me and him true. fished together, I just, we referenced that where he flipped his kayak. Um, we weren't fishing for bass. We I fishing. flipped a friend's kayak. It wasn't even my kayak. Oh, sorry. <laughs> flipped a kayak. <laughs> and then lost like a $500 combo and some and other stuff. Some other stuff. But the cool part was we went back like a month, month and a half later with no intention of ever finding it. We just happened to float by that spot. And I saw my anchor rope that I lent him. Not anchor rope, tow rope that tow I rope. lent him. And I grabbed it out of the tree, and as I grabbed it, I pulled up one rod, and then another rod. Really? And I mean, and I since have you salvaged some of it, didn't you? Yes, I salvaged all of it except for one of the reels. Would not salvage. Well, that rod, you didn't salvage that. No, but I had a warranty on that one. I I took advantage of the warranty on that one. Okay, that's crafty. So, a five hundred dollar rod only cost me another hundred. But I told that story to tell this story where we uh, recently, me and Corey and uh, another friend, Rob, went down and floated down to a sandbar kayak, similar, same stretch of river, actually, yeah. and just beat them up. We caught, I mean, when I say we caught, we caught seven, but it actually is... Uh, Some of us beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, Corey, I had to get one in. Corey exercised. His, I mean, he's been fishing a lot of tournaments. He's been getting pretty savvy, apparently. <laughs> How many did you catch? Six? Seven? Um, five? All on top water. Six. <laughs> six that night. Missed a couple more. And oh, You don't talk about those. One on the way out. On those. One on the way out. So it was a seven fish trip for me. Seven fish trip. My buddy Jason, he lives down at NC. I used to shark with him, fish with him a bunch. He caught a flathead on top water like 
two or three weeks ago. Really? He sent me a picture. Like a spawning? I don't know. Or, he, he, it was at night, and he sent me. He said he ate one of them topwater rats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, not the little mice. So like everybody go out and flood the waters with topwater rats. You're guaranteed to catch flies. Oh, definitely not guaranteed. <laughs> well, that would how, be pretty epic. That would how be many times cool. have we heard... The toilet bowl flush? Yeah. The carp dying? You want to explain that? The toilet bowl flush to people that don't know? I, what if I said no? What if okay. I said I didn't want to? You don't have to. It's just <laughs> show. I'll fine. I'll do it. Just peer pressure me. <laughs> uh, the toilet bowl flush, flatheads feed from the surface of the water all the way down to the bottom. And what you'll hear at times is them eating a, a fish, a bait fish, which could be pretty much anything they fit in their mouth, right on the top. So it sounds like a toilet bowl flushing, except the toilet bowl is like, I don't know, a hundred times bigger than a regular toilet. It's just like, <laughs> it's not a splash. I will say once you hear it once. You get tuned in. You, you'll know it forever. Yeah, yeah. So, and then interesting enough, lots of times on nights where you don't hear anything, you don't catch anything, and then like three in the morning rolls around and you hear it. Yeah. And then you catch one. Yeah. Not saying it's the same fish, but what I'm saying is it re- represents that the fish are getting active, that they're moving. And I think they, they, I mean, there's lots of carp that just cruise the top of the water, sucking film off yeah. the top of stuff. And I imagine a lot of the times we hear the toilet bowl flush, it's a carp that just died. Well, yeah. that's, that's a, a similarity that. You know, a lot of times we do hear those carp, and then we hear the flush, and then we Ooh. don't hear the carp anymore. That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> and it, we've heard them, you know, a bend away where they explode. Then they move a little closer, and they explode, mm-hmm. and then we catch fish. Yep. You know, yep. just waited for them to come find our bait. But. It is. Uh, it's happened enough where I don't think it's coincidence. Can I guarantee that those toilet bowl flushes are flatheads? I've never shined a light and saw it happen. You saw one, though. Oh, I, yeah, I did watch one, right? Yep, you're right. Never well, mind. I can guarantee it. I, <laughs> it was right at twilight. I saw. Put put eyeballs on them. Well, I shared with you that my biggest one last year on my solo trip, I got to experience it because I woke up just to check my baits, set my alarms, mm-hmm. and the biggest fish I caught all year on 2.30 in the morning, I'm going to check my baits, and the toilet bowl literally happens, and my rod takes off. As I'm walking up to it, I'm two feet away from it. So you, wa- you he ate your bait and flushed, flushed your bait, basically. He flushed my bait, <laughs> and I'm groggy-eyed, still trying to figure out what time, what day it is, what's going on. Just, okay, I need to go check my baits, and it all happened so fast. It was, it was pretty remarkable. That was the 15 and a half inch bullhead fish so he talked about setting his alarms what we'll do when we stay out there all night um we'll set our alarm for the morning happy hour which usually starts like three to four so i set my alarm like three to three thirty and you wake up check your baits if they're gone you rebate them if they're not lively you rebate them sometimes you wake up i've gotten a lot softer (laughs) i used to be dedicated and stuff but yeah that's the idea you set your alarm so you can make sure you got baits lined up for that morning Fresh feeding spree. Fresh bait is key. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of times you cast out and within five ten minutes. I don't know if it's the sound of the casting or if you put it in a little bit different spot. I don't know, but there is, has been occurrences. That big one we got last or I got last year. Five minutes after I mm-hmm. put a piece of bait in, it happens enough where it's not coincidence. Yeah. 
So well, even that last trip was pretty remarkable. We had one that wrecked our entire setup. Light shining. We're making all <laughs> kinds of noise right there at the bank. First bait, get back in the water in less than three minutes. We're still putting baits in but the water. But you didn't say we why we had all these lights on. That's my favorite part. Because Rob cast his bait out, and I... He's like, I don't know how to set my clicker or something like that. <laughs> so I set his clicker for him. And, well, he uh, wasn't he here to defend himself, so I wasn't going to call him out. I'll, I'll call him out. <laughs> uh, he turned the clicker off, so the reel was just in free spool. Oh, geez. And then he got bit, and the thing ran through, ran upstream because he was the last line <laughs> on the downstream side. And just it ran, played connect the dots it did, all the way up. It connected every one of them. It did not miss one. Uh-uh. <laughs> so we messed with that for 10, 15 minutes and finally got that tangle taken care of. And, yeah. Luckily, Three, you're four, a tangle five. expert. Well, I have a lot of practice. <laughs> practice makes perfect. <laughs> All right, so just to switch things up, just for fun, I went through my emails, and the first one that popped up, Kaylee Walker sent me an email. Do you, you want to tell people about your little bait fantasy? That's what I'm going to call it. Oh, oh sounds weird. With, the, with the geckos? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I try to make it sound yeah. weird. Bait fantasy. Wow. Yes. My, uh, my daughters have some leopard geckos that I've been eyeballing for about three years now. And, I mean, they're nice orange and yellow. A bass would love them, but I'm not going to waste them on a bass. So my my plan <laughs> is to talk these little girls, which are nine, and to let me have their pets and, and use them for bait. And if they don't let me, I might just take one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you They'll can go buy more. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I was getting at is Kaylee sent me this email to this website <laughs> And you can get a dozen feeder house geckos. Like, these geckos are bred just to be feeders. Really? Guess how much a dozen costs. Green sunfish are a lot cheaper. It's 45 bucks for a dozen. Or well, I think we paid 40 bucks That's not terrible, though. I would think it would be more. Yeah, I think well, we the, paid 40 bucks the, a piece. These are house geckos, get. which I don't know what a house gecko is. Yours are probably like leopard geckos. Yeah, they are leopard right. geckos. Yeah, much fancier. The, the anals, or anoles. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just keep getting weird. <laughs> there, uh, I don't want to know what your house anal gecko is. No. <laughs> the, I agree. The, the anals aren't geckos. They're just lizards. They're, oh. they're different species of liver, lizards. Okay. Uh, not in the gecko family. <laughs> but you can get a dozen of them for just a cool 40 bucks. 40 bucks? I, I think it'd be a fun experiment. I really do. But yeah. I, uh, like we talked about, I think we'd almost have to diddy pull them, keep them on top. Yeah, they'll die. They'll yeah. drown otherwise. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. That's a video in the making. I don't know. I wish you could. <laughs> I don't know. You ever wish you could put a camera on a live bait? Yes, I've looked at. I just am too cheap to pull the trigger. Or like yeah. your whole, like all three of them. Because I often wonder, like that last trip we had, those fish were. They obviously had a choice of nine lines, right? And for some reason, most of them chose one. Yeah. Why are that they swimming more times? Than right. Not. It happens a lot. first, you know, like <laughs> that's how it works. If that's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, I often wonder why there, there was nothing special about that particular bait placement in my mind. Yeah, there I was. Mean, I, the spot, the spot was, but 
that one particular bait placement, I didn't feel like was. It was in the middle of the spread. That's what the weird thing is. Yeah. Right. You would think. Why would the they choose the bottom middle? one or the top one? Because fish should be traveling edges. But I don't know. They have to go to that edge at some point. Yep. So I wonder if they just zip across and they're like, oh, hey, bluegill. You know. Right. Well, that happens more times than not that one pole gets all the action. Right, it happens a lot. The That's why I'm this lot. was more unique because every <laughs> every one of these baits was pretty much casted on the same current seam, same drop off, same everything. Like so if a fish is is running that seam within he's a couple of feet every other bait. If he's running yeah. it or maybe he's not running it. Maybe Was that just the spot they were coming across? That's we almost fished the other side. Was there a log or something that guided him, you know? I didn't mark anything on the no. fish finder or side scan right. on the way there. Because so. we almost fished the other side, but it was going to be very uncomfortable. Right. That was oh. the sweetest. So if I was on the trip with him, he'd be like, nope, we're fishing the other side. If it was just side. me and you, we would have been on the other side for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those fire ants don't look too pissed. No. Just, just kind of scratching behind the antenna. You're like, hey, bud. No big deal. But we, we opted for the comfortable side, and we still beat them up. So beat them up. Awesome trip. Win-win. It was. It's been a hell of a year. Like, had one night caught eight, and had that night caught seven. That night I caught eight, though, I caught all those. Because so, I was by myself. If you would have been there, you probably would have caught seven of them. So. Well, That's why know. I wanted to go by myself. I got I mean, greedy one trip. You know. But you had special a special bait does special things. And you what had are you some good talking fish about? We're taking bait out of the same bait tank. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen special bait do special things a yeah. couple times. Yeah, I mean some you know. bluegills and sunfish have been hot at times yeah. this year and bullheads have been getting bit, but not like them. Nothing like you know, even normal. Right. If I had to pick, I know which one I'm taking. Yeah. Yeah, which I, cut bait. I just cut loaded bait, up, bait. so I got some good bluegill, and I got one of your nice green sunfish that I'm showing him with my hands. It's probably eight. That's to a good 10 visual. Inches. Yes, Did you yeah, guys get that out there, little thing. <laughs> yeah, eight to ten inches. <laughs> yes. that's a hell of a green sunfish. It is. I giggled when I caught him. <laughs> hell yes! Hell yes! All right, different direction. I have no good segue. We're gonna go into it. Uh, well, kind of. We're talking about flatheads. Do you guys feel like there are more people letting flatheads go nowadays than I say nowadays like I'm an old man? <laughs> Back in my Back day. Back in my we day, we killed them all. all. <laughs> they were delicious. Well, I have a lot less experience. I would say from the social media that I follow, which has a big impact on all of this, between YouTube, Facebook, and everything else people have available to them, I think there's a lot more talk than I ever remember course i wasn't as into it years ago but i feel like there's a lot more awareness out there than i ever knew of before i grew up keeping flathead you know when i was in my teenage years and even younger i caught a flathead it it got the knife i mean i didn't catch many you know because i didn't fish that often but i was brought up in a group that everybody caught them they kept them until I was, you know, old enough to kind of push my own way and and realize, you know, these fish aren't, aren't a dime a dozen like, you know, I thought growing right. up. So, you know, I think in the conservation side, and I think really social media has done a good job at spreading that word. Well, do you think that people are actually letting more flyheads go, or the only people you see on social media are people that let flyheads go? 
Well, there's there's always going to be. I feel like there's more people who don't post fishing pictures now, or at least it, in the circle yeah. that I'm aware of. There's so many people I know who are, are scared re- to really good fish. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't I say, would say scared, scared, but no. they're more protective of their. Yeah, they would rather just keep stuff to themselves and we're uh, risk blowing the whistle on yeah. a good bite or a good spot. And, right. Yeah. Um, it's less about like, hey, look what I caught, and more about you know, I've seen right. what this can do, yeah. so I just keep it myself, and that makes me wonder: are there really more flatheads getting but, let go or not? But those guys that that are conscious about you know showing other people their spots and stuff, most of those guys are letting them go. Well, the guys that yeah. I'm thinking of aren't necessarily aren't. flathead guys that I'm aware of that are doing that. Most of the guys that are doing that are like walleye dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I used to post a lot of pictures, but I don't because most of mine are on your videos. So right. I just wait for your video to come out, and then everybody can see the fish. True. Right. But I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I I feel like in my gut, I feel that there's more people letting them go, and I feel that the fishing is getting better. You know, there's I do things a little differently than what I used to do, but my catch rates have went up a lot. Like more than the difference in how I fish should compensate for. So I, I I feel like the flathead populations in our areas are getting better. I, I think it, it is a twofold argument there because some of the things that, that we've, at least together, done in the last couple of years have really paid some big dividends as far as number of fish and size of fish. Like what? Like Talk about like spot on the spot, yes. or I don't want to where mention, we're spending the most time. I don't want to mention anything. You're learning but, more, but like in your like low water times, you you have a well, pretty we had good, that one year where it was low water and I couldn't catch a cold. But you realized you were about twenty five feet out of the way. I was, <laughs> which is stupid. Yes, you're like I know damn well that fish knows my bait is there. Yes, and he's going by it. Anyway. Literally twenty five feet away, and now you've got. A spot and B spot on that same situation that's mm-hmm. catching fish. So I, I think that's really done a lot. But I, I just think the, the you know, the conservation. And, and 15 years ago, the number of people that, that catfished were half yeah. of what they do now. Maybe less than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to tell without the social media Plus, and stuff. Because right. cat fishermen, the old timers, have always been a secretive group. The flathead guys. Yes. The flathead guys for sure. Maybe yeah. not necessarily the... Plus, there's two different groups of fishermen. I think in general, no matter what the species. There's a group that just wants to know where and how to go catch them and don't truly learn from each experience. True. Yeah. And there's a group of guys that going with this. learn from each experience and apply and continue to learn and improve yeah. each experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I just realized? I forgot. Podcast drinking game. Oh. Yeah. I, I was going to bring that up when he was talking about his fish sauce because I was going to say. We did mention bullhead already. I was, right. was going right. to say. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> Cheers. The drinking game is anytime the word bullhead is mentioned. Take a drink. There we, go. <laughs> we all take a drink, which might be good. <laughs> it might be bad. But we're going to find out. So we talked about letting the flags go. You talked good point about some people go fishing to learn. Some people go like chase bites and never really figure it out. But um, as far as the letting them go versus yeah. keeping anything, like 
I hear all the time on my videos people comment. I don't hear it. I read it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I read pretty regularly. Anytime I post a video of me keeping a fish to eat, people say, how do you clean it? And I don't show it because I'm honestly scared of the YouTube machine saying, like, you're not going to make any money now. And nah. now that I'm doing this for a living, that really scares me. But uh, so I don't really show how I clean fish. There's there's plenty of videos out there well, that that's do. That's my thought. Yeah. Like you can type in how to clean a catfish, and you have yeah. eight thousand videos yeah. on how to clean a catfish, and they're good. And they're everybody's efficient. got an opinion, I mean, anyways. Well, that's how where. Yeah. So it's not where I learned how to clean catfish, but it's where I learned how I clean catfish. Now was on yeah. YouTube, right? But who who originally who was the first person to show you how to clean clean a fish? My uncle Richie, my stepdad. Random dude at fish cleaning dock <laughs> at Lake Rathman. And oh. he had lollipops he, <laughs> in the van. He had a 33, a 31, and a 29-inch walleye, and he knifed him. <laughs> and uh, he didn't actually show me how to clean them, but I was so mesmerized by the size of them walleyes that I just watched, watched every, every bit. bit of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's slick. Yeah. So then next time, I, and this was when I was like 13, <laughs> So I caught some crappies the next day and and cleaned them all and it was painstaking, but I got it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like anything else, you throw numbers at it, it's going to get better. Oh, it was you so bad keep for going. so long. Yeah, accurate. I don't know. I'm the weirdo who pretty much taught myself everything when it comes to fishing. Well, when you have even no the friends, wrong stuff, but, I mean. <laughs> but that says that'll that. slow a guy down. <laughs> That says a lot. I don't say it. It just means I like fishing. That's all it means. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm, I grew up in a family of people who fished occasionally but weren't like fishermen and fisherwomen. And I was the weirdo who just wanted to fish all the time when everyone was out skiing and stuff in yeah. the lake. I'm like, just drop me off at the bank somewhere. <laughs> Have I we mean, talked about new? never done we, We've touched on it a little bit. I like Let's watching the videos. Do you? Because yeah. they're all chicks in bikinis? Well, that doesn't no. hurt. I mean, I don't pass over those, but those aren't the ones. <laughs> those aren't the ones I seek. I seek out. Oh, there was a fish in that. I like the old. Right? I, I, I like the old timer hillbilly guys that have been doing it forever and kind of have the. Did you hear about the the dude? going places that most people wouldn't go? Oh yeah, like they. That's that's one reason. It I just amazes know. me that the size of fish that come out of six inches of water. Right, right. it's well, crazy. But like the those southern are, guys dealing with. It could be a, it could be a catfish. It could be a water moccasin. It could be everyone brings a that sixty up. pound snapping you never turtle. Hear it. You never hear it happening. Everyone's like, "I'd never noodle." What if I grabbed a turtle? How many people have you ever heard of that got their fingers bit None. off by a turtle? Because zero. Because that alligator snapping turtle I've, took them to the bottom, and that's where and then they, they died. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear about anyone dying from noodling either. I'd be the first. Uh, well, I, I would be. There's no way. I've heard of a few stories of the guys that set up the cages out in like 15 foot of water and dive, free dive down to them. Yeah. I've heard of a few sad stories, but not many. I've never heard of one. Because... You care to elaborate? You're going to tell me my the first story? I, I can't look it up for you right now, but I, ha I have seen the stories. Allegedly. Very few. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, so um, did you hear about the dude in Texas? The There's dude. a lot of dudes in Texas. But no, so. not it's a big state. No, this dude. <laughs> a lot the of dude. The dude in Texas. <laughs> he noodled a 100-pound flathead. Holy cow. By himself? He, yep. He, um, all, I, all I know is hearsay. I haven't How big is this boy? 
I don't know. Didn't break <laughs> didn't break a wrist, didn't break an arm? He was serious. He had full wetsuit, scuba gear, all that stuff. Okay. Well, but, that's not really noodling then. How is it not? <laughs> noodling is grabbing a fish with your hands and taking him out of the yeah. water. And that is what he did. It's like trolling for walleye. It's is like that fishing. <laughs> <laughs> is that fishing? Well, you're lucky most, I imagine, I'm speculating, I bet most people listen to this like catfish more than anything, but if this was a walleye podcast, you would have pissed some people off. It's like ice fishing with a pan. Sorry, I'm a bass fisherman. Whoa. (laughs) Is there any other way to ice fish? Not as soon as I buy one, there will be. Exactly. But right now, there is. Right now, anybody with live scope, they're real asshole. You know, like, how dare they? They wouldn't even let me look at it. (laughs) That's become like the biggest argument in the world this year. Oh, I'm sure. And it's what's what's going to be next though? Like that's the thing. Yeah. You know? I would have never imagined live scope. You know, I have a no. pretty good imagination, but I never imagined that crap. Right. But uh, that beats what's a flying next? car yeah. a thousand percent. Oh, agree. <laughs> like Back to the Future, where there's hoverboards and stuff yeah. in 2020. Where there's, was the panoptics? There's no hoverboards, <laughs> but we got panoptics, so I'll take that trade every time. <laughs> there you go. But I don't know. What do you think's next? I don't know where you go. I mean, other than like I would say it would be a better video side to side instead of just a, a shape. But some of those shapes, you could literally tell the size and kind of fish. Oh, say, you, you can, can see the, the whiskers on the yeah. catfish when yeah. they're swimming around down there. I'm going to say, when I've gone crappie fishing with the live scope, I can tell you, I can point out a bass, I can point out a catfish. Yeah. Um, That's nuts. Can you, can you tell a wiper? Probably because they're moving 100 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. See that blip that just went by? <laughs> the one that left the street going yeah. by? Yes, yeah. that one. That would be the hybrid. And so there's 82 with him? Yeah, they're, they're not alone. Well, actually, the big big SOBs, they're usually by themselves. Every big one I've caught, like big, big, big one, it's been a crappy day of fishing. You're and not catching sudden, nothing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, dink, and then you set the hook in. <laughs> just freaking melts line off your reel but uh i want live scope i hope to get live scope i got garmin everything on my boat with the intention of eventually adding live scope my my boat next year will have live scope on it when you're getting a boat you yeah. got picked out yet i i don't have one ordered but i'll are, have a boat next are year. are you gonna get a new one or used one probably used i need i need money for entry fees and travel costs so what about a 17 foot Pro V. <laughs> That's probably not going to do it. I will, but I'll would, put the word out. For I will you. trade you for an eighteen foot flat bottom. You would stick out like a sore thumb. Like, <laughs> hey, you laugh, but the very first boat I ever fished out of in a tournament was my grandpa's fourteen foot deep V that actually had a steering console, no live wells, um, no deck. Um, so I put two by 12s in it to makeshift myself a little deck with the little rivet edges yeah <laughs> so i had a deck to stand on up front and i made two live wells out of coolers and like bait aerators that that's we what use you gotta now. do yeah and i won multiple tournaments out of that piece of junk rig <laughs> there and you go. homemade coolers um you that's what start, i started on that's what you should start fishing out of now hell yes. yeah dude if you i wouldn't be embarrassed i'll fish out of anything if it, i'm on the water i don't care if you went and fished a pro tournament would they even allow something like that do they have like, yeah some have minimum horse ratings but that's about it as long as you have aerated live wells and what's the minimum horsepower rating for the ones that have it 
I would have to look it up. Two twenty-five. No. <laughs> I saw a bass boat that had a either three fifty or four hundred on the back. Jesus. Not in person. I saw a picture of it. Yeah. In one of them pictures. Where books. are you going? Well, I've seen a <laughs> lot of one want really fast. I've seen a lot of one fifty stickers that are really two fifty or three hundred. Horsepower oh, I'm sure. out there too. Sure. There's a lot of that that goes on. Dude, they sell them on Amazon. It's like no big deal. Because <laughs> I thought about taking the sticker off my boat just so nobody messed with me. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, all right. So before you crucify me, anybody, uh, it is a 150 105 because it's got a jet lower oh unit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not for awe. It's just for explanation. Oh, okay. that yeah. My boat is not rated for 150. But it says 150 on the motor, but it is rated for 115, which... My, 105 is under. Yeah. I'm not good with numbers, but I do know that. <laughs> so back to the live scope thing and thinking about buying it. Have you any of you ever sold anything like fishing related that you regret? Like My biggest thing is I, I had a 1448 John boat with 9.9 Evinrude, and that thing ran like a top. And then I sold it just because I was pouty that I couldn't keep it in the garage anymore for yeah. reasons we won't go any deeper into. It. <laughs> yeah, we had a flat bottom John boat with a 99 Johnston that thing had to be 20 years old, but it started first try every time and never had an issue for the, its entire life. And Mine was the same age as me. It was an 88. It's a good year. God, you're a Never God. failed. What a baby. <laughs> Never failed. What a baby. I'm not a baby. I'm over 30. You're like the bullhead of the catfish freaking, family. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, cheers. <laughs> I saw what happened there. I have more white in my beard than anybody else here. <laughs> well, that's but the only guy I just shaved. You saw me two hours ago? It's probably, I have white in my beard because like, I got to deal with you guys' bullshit. <laughs> that ginger hair bleaches in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. How about you, Ryan? You ever sold anything you regret? I keep everything. I am a hoarder. I you you say yeah. you're a hoarder, but you don't have like piles of shit everywhere. I don't, but my son does. Oh. <laughs> but that doesn't count. Like I just pass it down, or you know, oh, buddy needs it. Yeah, or, you know, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I do. I'm selfish. I really don't money. sell anything. I yeah. really don't. No, selling my last boat is probably what I regret the most. Going this long without a boat has been hard. How long has it been since you've had a boat? Ten years. Oh, that's a pretty good amount of time. I sold my boat in my deal, that last one, and that one I don't regret. Because that the boat itself was okay, but the uh, the motor gave me nothing but trouble. Nothing yeah. but trouble over yeah. and over and over. Well, that's just boats in general. No, it's going to happen. This never made it a whole trip without so, like yeah. failing. Anyway, Sounds so like, a boat. like, like yeah. I would, I would definitely love to buy a used boat with a new motor. Yeah, you know that's yep. My next, my next purchase. You only have know. to wait sixteen months right now. Yeah, you've been waiting longer now. Yeah. So <laughs> Unless they'll trade a Pro V for it. <laughs> <laughs> now I sold that boat, and that was one boat I didn't regret. And I said I wouldn't get another one until I got the one I wanted, not the, one, yeah. the compromise one. And we finally hit that point. Six years later? Five. Has it been that long? Yeah. And I've been saving for it for about eight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I get I get to fish out of it for the first time tomorrow night. All right, is it decided? Are you we taking it tomorrow? 
Yeah. We've been having up in the air about what our so, fishing plans are tomorrow. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to, Fridays, I'm supposed to work You're supposed seven to You nine. have to go to work. Okay. Good excuse. You know, I, <laughs> but if I work till noon on Fridays, I usually have between 55 and 60 hours in. That's, we're so busy. That's kind of what I got to do to keep our head above right. water. Right. So it's looking like I'm not going to make it to work till probably so nine. So you work half a week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Here, I'm a, if you want to talk about how many hours you spend working, <laughs> okay, I beat you guys both. I might have double. Like, how many hours are there in a week? Because I work all of them. <laughs> I'm working while I'm sleeping. Well, I'm coming up with right. ideas. Say, I'm in the same boat, working a real job and then working the business. Mm-hmm. So if I go to work at nine, that means I could still get off at noon. But I got a job planned for tomorrow that. Well, or for Friday, that'll probably take about five hours. So, so you got to put in your five tomorrow. So, so that or Friday, yeah. I mean, so that way I can still have time to pick up my daughter and stuff. So everything will work out. So, I haven't been on the boat yet. Where I'm gonna get on the boat? Okay, even if it takes yeah. a chainsaw to do. Well, it. you're bringing a chainsaw. <laughs> we got hashtag jet boat life. <laughs> We gotta plan a road trip with the boat one of these days. You don't tell me what to do. Okay, <laughs> I'm proposing. I'm not telling. Okay, fine. Where are we going? I don't know. Alabama, do a... Tennessee. I'd tell okay. you what, man. After driving that jet boat around, it makes me never want to drive it through right. deep water again. Right. I swear, if 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 the the ground is wet, it'll drive through it. I mean, really? It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Truman's not terribly far. You got blues. You got flats. You got. I want brown ones. Blues for when the when the flathead don't bite. They right. got flats. <laughs> yeah. I want flats. Okay. Did you ever fish for flatheads on a reservoir? No. So no. <laughs> I have not. And, I, and don't. Do not. Do you like punching yourself in the face? I mean, sometimes. it's practically the same thing. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. I came here. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I signed up to be a punching bag for an evening. <laughs> We've been nice to you. I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. No. Any other? All right, keep keep the ideas coming as far as road trips because I haven't heard anything that sounds that great. You haven't even named your boat mm-hmm. yet. That's, I haven't. That's one thing that we've talked about. That did never we bring that up in a podcast yet? We did. Nobody's it was one that aired not too long ago. Nobody sent me an email. Nothing. Nothing. I have to go to Alabama in a no, couple I months. Lied. We could stop in Tennessee. Somebody said straight heat is what I should name it, and that's where I'm leaning right now. Yeah. So right now, straight heat is in the lead. About suck it. No. <laughs> You gotta keep it positive. Because I thought about doing not certified, no. like N A U T for not. There but you it's, go. It's just too negative. You gotta, gotta keep it positive. But why would we stop in Tennessee when you're going to Bama? You stop in northern Bama and you fish Wheeler and Wilson. All right, let's do that. I'm not. I'm just. You said ideas. In, yeah. in March, I'm going. You ask for ideas and then boom, yeah. punch in the face as soon every, as you throw one. Every March, I take a, a fishing trip and I'm. I want to get down to Wheeler. Okay. Or somewhere. Well, we're going to go in March, but yeah. I'm probably going to go this fall. Because right. especially if I go to Florida. Right. I mean, yeah. it's on the way. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not going to drive past it. Right. <laughs> there, there's a pretty good chance I'll be in Alabama early October, like first week of October. Can't do that. Yeah. We also should probably shouldn't talk about like our, our trip planning yeah. on a podcast. Nobody really cares that much, yeah. I can't imagine. But I do care about naming my boat. Well, so that's a good thing about yes. editing. If you have any... i got to keep it authentic, man. <laughs> but if you have any boat ideas, you know, like email com. I need 
all the help I can get with most things in my life. So, including <laughs> naming my boat. Back to noodling. Noodling. How, um, do, how do we get on that tangent? That's well, a long right, way so, yeah, whatever. Back to noodling. <laughs> uh, some dude emailed me about it and said... Uh, wanted, have you done it? We didn't answer that. I have, have you done, done it? it. You? Yep, I've done okay, it. I have not. I have not. I've, not. I've done it on a handful of occasions. Um, I've never been the first person to reach my hand in the hole, but if somebody <laughs> like checked it and said, hey, there's a fish here, and if I had drank enough bush lattes and uh, they had talked enough trash. Said, said arm went in hole. Yep. It, it has been done in places where it is legal, just to clarify. Yeah. I've yeah. not broken the law, but I have went noodling, and it's not for me. So nah. I learned that. But this dude emailed me and said, this this one good-looking chick who noodles, and obviously she's wearing Good-looking chick stuff. Yep. Because she's in the water. It's appropriate. Yep. She uh, she tags some of her fish, and they find the same ones in the same spots multiple times a year. That's very interesting. Yep. And that was sent from Aaron. So does that diffuse the tale that noodling is only done during the spawn, that some people aren't fond of noodling? If they're in the same spot multiple times a year, well, no, I, same, I, I think that gives credibility time. to yeah. that. Like they 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 live in holes. Like they spawn in holes. holes, they live in holes. Right. But all right. So here's the other side of it too. People say you shouldn't noodle catfish because you disturb the eggs. But people toss people fish for bedded bluegill and bass and crappie all right. the time, and nobody bats an eye. Right. What's well, the difference? But the well, I think there's, there's more a lot awareness of reproductive out to numbers. That as well, but and the reproductive numbers of a prey fish versus a predator right. fish is going right. to be. We're not going to run large. out of bluegill. We're not going to run out of bass. But we, if, I mean, you talk about resource availability limits the amount of predators anyway. So if a flathead lays a hundred thousand eggs, of those hundred thousand, let's say ten are going to grow up to be adults. But if that flathead's removed, all right, so. Let's take this back. Five flatheads lay eggs. They lay 500,000 eggs. Of those 500,000 eggs, 10 make it to adulthood. But if you have, if you remove or screw up the nests of two of them and you have three flatheads that lay 3,000 eggs, 300,000 eggs, no, you still have the same number of, adult, of flatheads that reach adulthood. Because there's more available resources. They're yes. Not, you took out the competition for them. Right. So, I mean, and that's just hypothetical, but that makes me wonder, like, how big of a deal is it really? I mean, carrying I'm capacity not a is, I'm carrying a, capacity is you science. You tell me this yeah. doesn't require thinking. A, well, you don't have to <laughs> A certain anything. habitat can only withstand a, just keep a number of, of fish. But hey, flatheads eat bullheads. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. They do eat bullheads. And the only way to improve those numbers are to improve your habitat so the carrying capacity can grow. Bam. There you go. That's and it. it might be habitat for the flatheads. It might be habitat for the bait. Yes. I would argue that most waterways support plenty of forage for a lot of flatheads. Because they'll eat anything that swims. Exactly. <laughs> so if there's fish in it, they're going to eat it. They're going to eat it. But which, uh, which shows, you know, our flatheads are kind of stuck where they're at right now. And they're still surviving. I mean, they're, they're the toughest they're, fish in the river. They're still fish in there to eat. You know, dude. So. If you, I mean, wait till you go. Up, we're on the water tomorrow, and you see the amount of shad. It's just dumb. Well, that's that's yeah. what I've kind of been wondering about around here. Because at night we don't hear as much life. We don't hear much carp. They're we probably don't hear fed enough. up. I no, but I mean like the bait fish. Oh, I'm, 
I imagine with low water, well, so different watersheds have different characteristics, different bait fish, whatever. But in the waterways close to home, there uh, there's not much of a shad forage base. No. And in the in those rivers, the majority of the forage is suckers, carp, maybe a few bluegill, a lot of quillback, yeah, smallies, small channel cats. And when they're stuck in those small pools for prolonged periods of time, the fish get eaten. <laughs> there's not much <laughs> left in there, but in yeah. flatheads, you know. Yeah. So we need a rain. Is more of the story. Oh, we've needed rain for <laughs> two years, but I just need six not more inches of in water. I can run my boat anywhere. It's fine. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about weather on a podcast no. like we're a bunch of old dudes sitting other at than, the co-op. Other than Saturday night, I camped out in a tent in one of the biggest storms of the year, but I wasn't leaving the rods because I was fishing. I'm pretty disappointed you didn't catch anything. Me too. That. We caught a turtle right before the storm. Yeah, and then not a run. That was the action. That was the pre-front action. Was a turtle. When you start with a turtle, I start with a turtle almost every trip. Mm -hmm. Almost every. Yeah, I'm I'm a turtle magnet. They just they find me. So what? What? uh, I would argue that that's like the best fishing conditions. Can you think of anything better than that? Like pre-front rains. Yeah, and the moon was right. It was a waning crescent, like two days before the new moon. I mean, I I had all kinds of giddiness inside of me. Yeah. Until and you were let down, <laughs> and you know why you were let down? Because you had expectations. That's fine. That's Shouldn't fine. have expectations. Flyhead fish. I still had a good time. You should have seen the light show in that tent. It was like I was getting spotlighted all night. I it watched it out cool. the window of my. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch looking out the window like Ryan's out there, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just dumping on me, and I stayed dry. So. Those Coleman guys really got that yeah. tent thing down. <laughs> They've been only been doing it for 200 years. Well, I appreciate Cheers it. Cheers to Coleman. Yeah, I appreciate all the bugs you've worked out over the years. <laughs> Do you put a tarp down under your tent, or you just I go don't. straight on the ground? Yeah, tent? straight on the ground. I got a sleeping pad. And I usually yeah. bring a cot, but I didn't in this trip. Right. I, no, I was just to. curious, when you know it's going to rain... I know in the older days, you used to put a tarp down under your tent to keep the moisture barrier. It's not the olden days. People still do it. I used to do it until we were in Texas, and the wind flipped my tent over and blew the tarp out from under it, never (laughs) to be seen again. Don't have a tarp. (laughs) Thankfully, the the tent didn't blow away because it had my truck keys and shit in it. Oof. Oh, I I never told you. That could have went downhill. Dude, you want to talk about going downhill? Um I was camping on a deserted island shark fishing, and I had one of them tent cots. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty sweet. And yeah. the, it was heavy enough where I didn't ever think I had anything to worry, and I had all my stuff in there, adding extra weight. Tropical storm kicked up. That was a rough week. We had, got hit by three tropical storms. Wow. But uh, the wind went from zero, I mean zero, like five to ten to 50 to 70. And I'm, like, trying to grab stuff from getting blown away. And I see movement out of the corner of my eye. I look over, my tent cot is rolling down the oh, beach like a damn tumbleweed. Everything you own <laughs> in it. My, well, my that's key, there. Yeah. My keys, my phone, my wallet, all that stuff. And it's going towards, like, we were on this deserted island, but not far from the regular island. And there was a, a canal between them. And it was blowing 
right there, and I just took <laughs> off sprinting, man, and I dove and tackled my tent cot <laughs> and wrestled it to the ground. You're the free safety that won the game. Yeah, yeah but you didn't have you didn't have a weather app then. No. I didn't even have a... I had a flip phone, man. <laughs> it was the only thing that survived the tumble. I've been... All this stuff, people talk about my YouTube videos and things like it's something special. Like, I did this stuff before there was ever a camera on me. Yep. The, the crap I do. That was... But that was a rough one. Like, we had three of those storms. The, the first one, we, uh, we got a phone call from my buddy's cousin who drove us out in his boat to the island so and he knew you're maroon well he was like yeah. yeah he called us and was like uh you guys better batten down the hatches because we got a doozy coming in so we had a shovel and we ended up digging a hole that was probably four or five feet deep and probably seven or eight feet wide so you were giving up you just ready to bury yourself <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we dug a hole because of lightning and we uh, pulled our our two kayaks over the top of it and me and my buddy chris just sat down there and drank pepsi and um uh crown royals and <laughs> can't while, go wrong with that right? why uh my buddy was uh nate he was sitting in his tent cot he wouldn't come down and drink pepsi and crown royals <laughs> with us. last um, of the mohicans yeah that was that's a pretty good memory so what'd you catch on that trip sharks but okay. like pre-storm, post-storm. Oh, do you remember if there was a correlation there? You know, with the sharks, I don't notice. There's nothing really that that seemed to pop up. Like sometimes they bit before, sometimes they bit during, right in the middle of that crap. And speaking of, I I kind of was hoping I didn't get a bite when it was torrential downpour Whoa. and lightning. I was like, am I really going to go out there and get it? <laughs> do I right? just let it roll? No, I totally get that <laughs> feeling. It was sprinkling the other night on me, and I was wishing I didn't have a bite. <laughs> that that's a mild lie, but um, or mild exaggeration of things. It was raining getting pretty soft. good. Yeah. Well, I am definitely getting soft. I don't even set an alarm at three thirty anymore. I just sleep, just sleep through it. Well, if I don't have good the other night when I beat them up, right when the sun went down, um, I would have set an alarm, but I didn't have any good bait left. It's like okay, I'm gonna set alarm for three thirty and, and you put had a, a four inch creek chub on yeah. there. No, yeah, we had a pile of bait. <laughs> I yeah, didn't think awesome. I didn't think I'd have like I thought I overfilled my my bait tank. <laughs> I didn't think they you just even, knew. I <laughs> back of your mind. I did not. <laughs> I would have brought more if I would have known you had more. There was more available. Corey helped me out. Like I was running, I fished all night, then still had to catch bait and still meet my brother to run the shuttle for me and. My plan was to catch bait, and then I text Corey. I'm like, hey, you know a place where I can catch bait real quick? And you were nice enough to like, go get them for yeah. me. <laughs> I, I can go catch them real quick. <laughs> Just stop and pick them up. And, and bring me some Mountain Dews. You asked for one, I brought you two Mountain Dews. That's the type of guy I am. I see that? Eight fish, two Mountain Dews. Yep. Awesome trade. That's good trade. I'll take it every time. I almost bought you a twelve pack. <laughs> Next time I'll get you a twelve pack. Because it got me. It got me through the night. Mm-hmm. I was having a. I would have been having a bad night at work, but it turned into a good night because I got I got updates. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was nice. Yeah, I think you text me at what ten fifteen. You're like, I've already caught six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what planet am I'm I like, on? What are you talking about? <laughs> Pinch me. Is this real? <laughs> 
it makes you appreciate all the other. Well, last night we caught one two pounder in six hours. Yeah, right. but that there's was... nights yet you want that one. Well, I mean, the thing with flatheads, you're so I average one bite every six hours over the course of the year, and that's averaged out with times like that where you right. you know you have six before, well seven before midnight. Yeah, and then you average all of it together, you get one every six hours. So you don't know if they're going to be. Two pounds or fifty-two pounds. Yes. You know that's what's enjoyable. That's a great part of it. Yeah, when that's that clicker goes off, you're like, "Is this the one, or is it just right. a one?" Yeah, is it Ryan's turtle or is it the mega? <laughs> well, turtles will fool you. <laughs> yeah, even when you hook them, they kind of fight like a flathead. Yeah, there's just no head shakes. Bare, yeah, right. there's zero head shakes. Yeah, when you're in a boat or kayak and you lift them off the bottom, they're like the soft shells are like swimming around. Yeah. I kind of feel like well, that. Well, the last one I caught in the morning on our last trip, that was the first turtle I have personally caught that I didn't know it was a turtle right away. Yeah. Um, well, but, no, after you slam and flathead all night, you just expect, well, right. just another 20 pounds. But that made me think I should have been able to tell the difference even more because yeah. I just went through that experience. <laughs> and that dude had me fooled for a yeah. couple minutes. I did double up. I had my first flathead double that night. I've, oh, yeah. I've hooked two flatheads on four or five occasions, and one always ends up pulling the hook. Well, that's tough. Yeah, but Especially this, if you're time, alone. That's, this time that's I got both of them. And then I had a double on a 50-pounder and a channel cat and then lost a 50-pounder. Uh. <laughs> that was a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. I should just threw threw the rod in the water. <laughs> <laughs> can't let, let this can distraction yes. here. I got to focus on this big dog. But yeah, that was my first double on flyheads. My mm-hmm. the other fun double I had. This is I this became a video, but uh I casted three rods out and didn't have a bite for 5 minutes. I'm like, "Man, I really got to pee." So I turn around, taking a whiz, look behind. I see a movement out of the corner of my eye. One of my rods is bowing down and then just pointing at the water so i like cut it off real quick and, which and, is hard to do well <laughs> you know you do what you got to do got like, a little on the leg a little dribble all right, right. Yeah. It, you're you gonna know, get splashed in a minute anyway it and that's the truth <laughs> so i hook that fish and as soon as i hook that fish and start fighting it, then another rod goes down and i grab that one and i just start walking backwards and i hadn't even had a chance to button up my pants so they're so like waddling back i am like at the wide stance you know and just like one step at a time going backwards <laughs> trying to reel a little here reel a little there but i got them i got them i don't know you guys got any memorable doubles quite on like that no i'm nothing, not sure i can match that one nothing like that but 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 speaking of you were going to the bathroom i guess time for a waterland commercial because i could use a pk okay. <laughs> all right commercial break we'll be right back hey, if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside and since you listen to this podcast i'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably are sunglasses are super important and waterland sunglasses are my personal favorite they're super comfortable i mean i have a pair on right now can barely even tell they're there other than the fact that you know everything's a little bit darker But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do. So you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They They have awesome lenses, too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. 
They're practically like putting on fish x-ray vision. And you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider, you know, keeps a little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And you don't have to squint your eyes all day. And you, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can use promo code RC10 at checkout and that'll save you 10% off on your sweet, sweet new shades and you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. All right, we just, everybody took uh, their pee break, so that leads us to our next topic, dam removal. removal. (laughs) Uh, We have a a project that's undergoing in central Iowa that has many anglers in uproar (laughs) because there's a couple low-head dams that are, you know, at times excellent fisheries, and... There's a lot of gentlemen and gen- maybe some, maybe even some gentle women that uh, that's their go-to fishing spot. And if they come out, they don't, don't know what to do. So. I haven't met any gentle women on the river. I haven't either, but the I'm trying I- to. <laughs> <laughs> they have. haven't been so gentle. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about the whole dam removal thing? I pretty much led on that my stance just by the, how I introduced the topic. But, yeah. Uh, I mean – they're going to hold fish because a lot of times that's the deepest water around. So especially at certain times Dams of the year. Dams attract fish. Yeah. You know? Certain times of year, that's that's going to be the, like, well, they run upstream until they hit a stopping point. A lot of times that dam's a stopping point. Right. It has bait fish plentiful usually. Mm-hmm. Oxygenated water. Oxygenated current. water. You know, it's, but as far as a year-round fishery, as far as catching big fish, it just doesn't play out like that most of the time. So how do you feel about the dam removal? Is it because of the – the what's what's the reasoning behind it? I mean, I – Like why are they yanking them out? Yeah. Uh, I believe the driving force is money because that's the driving They're force They're going to bring new it. recreation downtown. They're going to remove the dams, kind of. So they're not going to remove the dam per se, but my understanding – and somebody fact check me and let me know for sure. My understanding is they're just going to fill it in with rock on the downstream side. So you leave the dams in, you maintain those recreational pools upstream, you create a long, gradual rock rapid section that is treated as a... uh, They're going to clean them up. Clean them up, and people can kayak those rapids for fun. You can raft, kayak recreation Mm -hmm. they'll have ramps so you run your rapids and then you pull out at the ramp and then you can do it again you can do it again really yeah Yeah. basically a water park type scenario scenario and they say it's supposed to be fishing friendly still but um well the pool is going to shift but i mean but i mean they'll have areas set up that it will be conducive for angling it just won't be a dam anymore. It'll be a rapid. Yeah. Right. And then at times, anglers will have to deal with people kayaking as well. Right. It'll be interesting that, to see if there's any conflict there. Is that going to be well used? I, I mean... I bet it is because most people that I it's, know... It's gone well in areas that has been done before. Yeah. And um, one thing, and this is a long reach, but it's just an example. It's not that it directly transfers, but an example is... The skate park. 
They put in a giant skate park. Yeah. And my worry, because every skate park I've ever seen, they put a skate park in and nobody uses it except for like some random kids that walk over there and you know smoke right. cigarettes when they're underage and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and that's how skate well, parks are used. But this one. They've had a huge event already. They've had a huge event. The only every time I've been down there, there's been hundreds of people skateboarding. Right. Not ten. It's gone very well. Really? Hundreds of yeah. people skateboarding wow. down at this place. So it just makes me wonder if there's a Whitewater Rapids for recreational yes. kayakers to go run them. I might, how, how much is it going to be? I might used? be able to get you a future guest. I know someone that's kind of a part of the projects and bringing these kind of things to town. They helped with the skateboard. They're helping with this water project. That could be fun. Yeah, that could be yeah. cool. Can I grill them? Are they good natured? Where I can just um, lay some she questions. She might eat you up, but you can try. Oh, that makes me excited. <laughs> Game on. Game on. <laughs> I'm preparing already. <laughs> Most people that I know that own a kayak, they are a transportation vessel, not a recreational And they, well, tool. they transport themselves right. and all their beers. Yes. Yeah. Which is important. You don't want to take your beers over the rapids. You have foamy beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd try. Right. You know, right. when, it, when, it, when it happens, because it's pretty much going to happen, yeah. I'm going to run them things so standing how- up. <laughs> with a beer in my hand. So how many spots are we talking? And it's all around What the, do you mean? Are it's they basically going to be the downtown stretch. Yeah, okay. the downtown dams okay. are going to get yanked out. Or not yanked out, but they're going to Re- Redone. Redone yeah. to form rapids that you can right. kayak over. So I personally, I see it as a, I see it as a positive. Is it going to change the fishing downtown a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to change it a little bit, but it's people change adapt it a lot. And there's going to be instead of but it's going to bring people at that one spot by that that <laughs> they can walk on. Yep, right. Instead of forty people, there's going to be a hundred and forty people. You think so? I think so. I doubt because if they take out, I think it's going to be the same people. They're taking out from all the, the dams. They're right. altering all of them. Right? Yeah. I think it's going to be the same people that use it. But like the dam that you fish from the road, yeah. from the bridge, yeah. that's there won't be any fish there anymore. Not like there is now. So those 40 or 50 There'll be people a different, that, that fish there regularly are going to be at a different spot. Right. Or they that, just quit fishing. And the first spot they go to is the one that you could walk on. Probably. Oh, the one that I got scolded for yes. going to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> so it's going to concentrate but, those normal fishermen into a smaller number of areas, which is going to push the fish closer to where we like to fish. Sounds like a win. <laughs> right. But the way I have it pictured, there's still going to be the same spots. They're just going to be different. Instead of standing on a bridge, you're going to be standing maybe on a dike or wannabe wing dam or something similar that changed i don't think it's going to be oh my god there's nowhere to fish downtown anymore yeah i don't know i feel like fishing's already changing so much as it is like there's people right. who fish those bridges and fish those dams all the time but people are branching but out more and more and more and more. to me if it gets more people involved outdoors more people on the water it's bringing more money to town I see it as a positive. I, I see that part as a positive. But, but I'm me, not one of those diehard. 
But all right, dam yeah. fishermen, bridge fishermen guys. Well, so. I'm talking protection of like resources and stuff. Right. Like the more people who spend time outside and find value in those things outside, is the more trash that you're gonna find. That's no freaking joke. Yeah. Like I had a dude from Indiana ran a, ran a, a trip. And dude came over from Indiana to fish for flatheads, and the first thing out of his mouth is, was, do people always just throw all their shit on the ground? <laughs> I'm like, is yeah, it yeah. not that way where you're from? He <laughs> no. lives in freaking Indianapolis. Like, it's not a small place. You would think the big city yeah. over there would be trashed like here, but no, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, it's really yeah. bad over here. Yeah, no, those are my gr- original grounds, too, and no. I went to that bait pond that I've been frequenting lately, mm-hmm. and I walked out with 12 baits and three grocery bags of garbage. Oh, good. Yeah. Right. Well, and I was even sharing with you the other night, it was sad to see that there are many ponds at our local schools in the metro area. Yeah, and there's beer cans all over them, and they are literally littered with beer cans. Freaking, like, we're not talking high schools. This is like elementary school, right. elementary a schools, bunch of middle schools, and there is well, that's just the beer cans. Yeah, that was the teachers, <laughs> right? They drink Miller High Life, the champagne. The of poor beers. teacher was pissed off. School was getting ready to start again. Yeah, Had to go back to work. Sat down there and yeah. drank his blues away. And drank a six-pack. Yeah. Well, if I had a pond outside my school and I was still teaching, right. that's where my prep period would be spent. Oh, but I wouldn't, I'm not saying I'd be drinking, but I'd be fishing. I'd be catching bait. <laughs> but I just can't understand I have that a little mindset. cage in there with my baits in it. <laughs> what, what has made today's society think that... All right, you sound like an old man okay. right now. It's, I am an old man. You are. You. You're right. <laughs> I don't think it's... It's really changed much. I remember growing up picking up trash all the time, too. I mean, it's just, it's just, well, I think it's gotten more because, like, bottled water and things weren't around when I was younger. God, you're old. I know. I know. Black and white TV. drink out of the garden hose. Three channels. You drink out of a garden (laughs) hose. But I think there's a lot more trash that is used and discarded sure. than there used to be. Sure. But I don't know if the amount of people littering are any more or less. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. It just seems like there's a lot of trash to pick up. A lot of douchebags out there. The, well, well there's more the people. Water more project. people, more douchebags. Nah. Back to the it's what? what are we the water about? project. Okay. I, I genuinely feel like it'll be, in the end, it'll be a positive impact on the community as a whole. I think so. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm in favor of it. I am... I, I don't think it's going to ruin fishing downtown. I think it'll just change. Yeah. People will adapt. I don't know. People people will complain because people complain. That's, and, that's their go-to. And yeah. uh, things will definitely change because things are always changing. And that's all I have about it. That's Bullhead. It. Bullhead. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go catch them. Oh, I've still I've still been working on them, even with no <laughs> none of the bait fish. Yeah. Around. <laughs> I got to get a new one before I <laughs> utter their name. I'm gonna have to run yeah. to the store. <laughs> it's fine. Just another another podcast. That's right. All right. If you could, uh, well, let's. I'm gonna put a different spin on this. Oh. If uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch directions, just because I'm tired of talking about depressing things. Um. <laughs> How would you feel if you could only fish from a kayak for the rest of your life? 
Wow. Um, I'd be happy I could still fish. Oh, I like that answer <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, that's why you're here. Just, but, that's why we're friends. Right. That answer right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm still fishing, so I'm good. Right. But would it be my number one choice? No, I, I would fish out of a boat any day. Would you still try to fish bass tournaments? Out of a kayak? Well, yeah. they have kayak bass yeah, tournaments, I guess. There's kayak leagues. It, that's actually one of the largest growing parts of the industry. Right. Especially well, so bass much fishing. cheaper to it's, get into. Yeah, it's a lot more yeah. affordable. Um, a lot more um, accessible for the average guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And you can trick out a kayak and be the upper echelon of all the competition oh, for yeah. a yeah. fraction of a bass boat. Absolutely right. right. Um, absolutely. I mean, with the small lithium batteries now, you can still use the same electronics. I mean, guys got live scope on their. I saw a kayaks. dude who um, had live scope, two graphs, a bow mount trolling motor, yeah. a transom mount trolling motor, and pedals on yes. his kayak. Holy crap! Yeah. Right? How do? Where do he keep his tackle box? Uh, well, we're talking thirteen ta- foot kayaks now. Well, it's thirteen foot, yeah. but he his seat wasn't a seat he had a dry storage cooler like one of them ingle coolers and he kept tackle in there and then he also had a crate behind him with all of his rod storage right <laughs> so he had tackle in the crate well, he might have had a battery in there too battery and tackle and then the crate held all his rods and yeah you gotta was, be careful with being top heavy uh, i learned that. yeah you did learn that. <laughs> <laughs> it can be expensive to be top heavy <laughs> I don't know, but I, if I was stuck in a kayak, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, you know sure. the places I like to fish, small waters, and I fish a lot of big waters out of kayaks. But now that I have a twenty foot <laughs> boat, boat dock, well, boat dock, a lot of fishermen would probably benefit from it because it would force you even more. You know, a lot of a lot of average to beginner fishermen get overwhelmed at the size of a lake, let's say, or even a river. It would force you to break it down into smaller sections. Plan and better. Fish yeah. it a lot smaller rather than looking at this giant picture of, oh, my God, where where do I go? What do I do? It, you got to break down your area. Right. You're, yeah. you're going to be forced to fish a lot smaller area and learn that area better. Yeah. And where I live, a boat's useless 90% of the time unless you have Spencer's boat. Yeah, but and you can get it in still, the. You yes. can't even get it in the water. Yeah. Run it in the water, but you can't even get it in the water. But still, like the areas I grew up fishing, your boat still won't even get there. You know, what I mean, most of that stretch. If yeah. the the only thing well, stopping you're that, walking kayaks in a lot of places right now. But yeah. it, it go, yeah. the, that's the crazy part. Like the places you're dragging a kayak, it goes right through them. The only <laughs> thing that stops it is like obstacles. Like if there's logs Log. that yeah. are. To take up too much room where it can't get through. Have you launched anybody out of the boat yet, or sent them I've rolling? Only had it for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had that? That will impact? be tomorrow. <laughs> Have you had? I had did. I did yet? make a guy. So the, when I first ran that one stretch, uh, um, where we were talking about the dude who was fishing with me, I made him sit in the bottom of the boat. I'm yeah, like, I'm like sit in the bottom of the boat and don't look. <laughs> and he was. We went through a spot where, all right, so the river split, and on one side it was full. It was probably like a foot deep on one side, with, but it had a bunch of timber. And then the other side it was about three inches, but it was wide open. 
and you got to stay on plane. You know, you can't back <laughs> off. Yeah, there's and no it, second guess. And it was like, make up your mind, make up your mind, make up your mind. All right, going through the shallow spot, went through three inches and made it. And he said, dude, I wish I would have videotaped your face because your eyes just got really big. <laughs> and then we veered right, and then we veered left. And when we veered left, your jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> So you just made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could not believe we made it. Jesus. No, if if, if it's wet, it goes through it. It's nuts. Like, That's crazy. It's every so far, it's everything I I wanted it to be. I haven't got it stuck yet. So yeah. when when that happens, I'll probably change my mind. Yeah. I'll be like, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Freaking 1,800 pound, you know. I'll see you in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> Tarp it. Imagine him camping on it, yeah. not leaving it. <laughs> no. So we figure out something. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. Well, we're talking about if you could only fish out of a kayak. Yeah. I'd be Which cool fishing. I would out be. Of a kayak. You know, I'd, yeah. that's ninety percent of my fishing now. You're still I'd, fishing, man. Yeah. Yep. And I can get to spots where any boat really can't. So what if you had to rank them? Like your number one boat banker kayak. In any water, like perfect scenario. No, just in general, all like, of them. Like, like in life, we're talking in life. Like it's a Thursday, and you're like, "We're going to use the boat, or we're going to kayak, or bank fish, or or bank fish." What's your number boat. one boat? Boat. Just ease. You know, it right. makes life. It's the creature comforts. Sure. Yes. Makes life easy. So same for you, Corey. Yeah, if I got a choice, I'm gonna fish out of a boat. All right, I I'm the same way. What's number two then? Kayak. Kayak. Okay. Get to where other people can't. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Easier. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. I, mean, I hiked into a lot of long, gnarly <laughs> yeah. places last year yeah. trying to learn this game. You did. And like, you told me some places you went to, and I just shook my head. Yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm crazy. You're just dumb. <laughs> There's a fine line between dedicated and dumb, man. A lot of times I stumble on the wrong side. That's fair. <laughs> but it's forehead first every time. <laughs> but I learned from it. That's right. All right. Bank fishing, though. Remember when we took Woody bank fishing? Yes. Yes. All right. Long, long to, time ago. To my most, that's probably my most favorite spot just because the history I've had there. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I grew get up it. fishing there. I love it. A lot of sentimental value. Yep. And we, me and Ryan went fishing there, and we brought the wood man, who is my dog. And, uh, <laughs> oh, four and a half pounds. Of did it. we take bullheads? Bullheads. Oh, I just heard a beer Absolutely. Open. Woody snuck off, uh, snuck off, and uh, didn't know where he went and looked around for him. And we found him behind a log. Where somebody had left their stink bait. Sunny's super sticky. Sunny's super sticky. And it was, had He least, was in love. I don't know if, if it was full when he found it. It was about half full when we found him. And, he, and he was covered. Yeah. yeah yes. He was covered. His face was covered in it. He had his, he had his head buried in the jar. The just, old tail just going a mile an hour. Oh, so <laughs> Did he go through withdrawal afterwards? I don't remember. <laughs> I might have blocked it out. I think the first thing he said was, Ella's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I did to hide. I, I don't remember if I hit Was that, that his one. first bank trip? 
Uh, you just got him. Not he was, he too wasn't long very before. old. Yeah. He was still a puppy. Yeah, he hadn't. He I mean, hadn't his, transformed colors yet. His head fit nicely into a stink bait jar. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet to, to this day he would still make his head fit. Oh, stink I'm bait sure. See, I can't. I can't relate to that because my dog could swallow a stink bait jar like a little biscuit um <laughs> see i don't want a big dog big dogs take big craps and then you have to yes. freaking clean them up they're a lot of work yeah they're easier to find though so you don't step on them that's true <laughs> that's a good point that's true all right we've been going is woody for... good luck has he been on more successful trips than non-successful trips yes but i don't think it's because he's good luck it's just when i take him along um, usually Ella's along and I try to make a point. Is Ella good luck? Maybe, uh, maybe Ella's good luck. We, we always catch fish. Are you just kissing mm-hmm. up or? She can't hear me. Eventually she, she, she gonna, can. She ain't going to listen to this. <laughs> she don't listen to this. She's not going to waste her time listening to this crap. <laughs> I don't know. Fish get caught. How yeah. many times has Ella outfished you? Never. Never? Nope. She's... She's not like a big time angler. Like okay. when we go fishing, uh, if she catches fish, I just make a point to help her catch. So fish. is she like my wife and just reading a book and soaking up the sun and sometimes. Does she like bait fishing better than catfish? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's pretty common occurrence. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Which is awesome because you have two people catching bait. Yes. Well, we, <laughs> it's we, a lot easier with more than one. Well, we have date night, bait night. Sweet. Yeah. You know, like, got to spend that quality time together, and sometimes you got to do chores together. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. Because it's still got work in the morning. Right. Right. <laughs> no, so she's not big into fishing, and that gives us a chance to do our own thing. And then when I'm Which not fishing, good. then we're doing things together. Yeah. Or I'm doing podcasts with you idiots. So Yeah. yeah. What a waste of a What night. a waste of a night. <laughs> Could have date night bait night. <laughs> I'm flush on bait right now. It's nice. Hell yes. And you got baits? And yeah, I'm, I got some baits. I got some. I'm fresh uh, out. Well, that sucks. But I know how to get it quick. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of spoiled in that department. Uh, I, I got to travel. A pretty good, I'm in a pretty good area. Yeah. yeah. You got to travel for the flatheads, but I guess I yeah. got to travel for the flatheads too and the bait. So right. you are definitely in a better situation than me. Yes. Other than, I don't know, it's been weird this year, like the weed growth takeover this year has changed a lot of no rain no aeration of the water no rain um the weed growth in all the metro ponds whether it's the true metro the west side ankeny what whatever you want to speak of the weed growth has like completely changed the ponds so you have to bust out your surf rod to dip down your well, well I, I don't have a surf rod, so I use my 12 and 13 foot yeah, crappie jigging rods. rods. Yeah. And um, some people look at me funny until they realize you can get where I can, can reach where yeah. they can't and yeah. still have enough backbone to get them in through those weeds. And yeah, and you caught me plenty of bait the other day, so I appreciate your 12 foot hell yeah surf crappie rod. <laughs> That, Set the hook and they're on the bank. I don't know. That, that's almost. Does that speak of my addiction and problem of fishing? That I just got. You're, you're so, so this literally happened. Specific. I just got done working, 
and it was like he said something about bait and i was like all right a chance to go fishing let's go catch, <laughs> let's go catch some bait but that's and, not that's not fishing that's doing chores so thank you for but, doing, doing my chores but to me it's just fishing I like i enjoy i'm glad you feel that way i grew up bluegill you, fishing so you're the reason me, i caught was, eight flyheads in one how about bullhead no, no, no no he didn't catch any <laughs> bullheads so that's a, two I might be the reason you didn't run out of bait. I'm not the reason you caught eight fish in one night. It's hard to catch eight with no bait. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell you where to go or it's cast your rod. Poet, out. not know it. <laughs> well, I knew it. Yeah, but you know what's funny is the spot it, I was at was it, my second choice. Second the, choice. My first choice was too had too many logs in it, so I ended up. That's a thing. There's there's place with too many logs at night <laughs> when you're fishing at night yes yeah. I, I learned that the hard way one night you know, that'd be a lot of logs there was a lot of logs <laughs> if we end up doing that float i'm talking about cory has been over there he's seen mm-hmm. it he floated through it mm-hmm. we didn't stay we didn't camp out on it we went a couple bends down river from there right. but you floated through it yeah i know what you're speaking of but yeah, if we It'll do that, if we do a three day, two night float, which would be the best way to beat it up the way it should be beat up, that'd um, be cool. You'll see, because we'll float to that, and that'll be night one, and then night two will be a little further down. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. All right, this is our opportunity. We've been on here for a little while, but last cast, Corey, uh, you're not aware of the last cast. It's like a real last cast. Where you can have as many as you want. But, <laughs> but is this a fisherman's last cast? This is a yeah. fisherman's yeah. last cast, but it's a chance right. for you to talk about it. could go on for another All two right, and grab a half some hour. more beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see a picture of a bullhead right in front of me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. But you get to uh, end with whatever you want to end with, clarify whatever you want to clarify, and uh, pretty much just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Wow. There's a lot on your shoulders right now. There's a lot of weight on my Talk about your fish sauce a little bit. How do you get it? Like, are you you selling? Are you promoting? What? Because I I haven't seen it. I've I've seen it used, and I've seen it used very effectively. Oh, you don't know. But how do I get it? Oh, that. So you're talking about the secret sauce. Yeah. Corey sells JB's. He's the owner of one of the owners of JB's fish sauce. So, so if you, you go get? to jbsfishsauce.com, right? Yep, www.jbsfishsauce.com. You could eat. I mean, is the www even necessary? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm old, I'm so it's necessary for me. <laughs> 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 but uh, you, there's all kinds. He sells all kinds of different stuff, and you said you're coming up with new stuff all the time. Yes. And then I've been fishing some new stuff that – We've been talking about putting out, and we haven't done it yet. But uh, I call—I just call it the secret sauce. Right. Yeah, and it's—I uh, feel like we're getting it close. I think so. Um, I think so. I got a fresh shipment. There, there's Corey. been several times where it's been the only thing that caught fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, multiple trips, it has outshined not using it. Yeah, um, I would for sure. I'd say I call it a three to two ratio. Like right. you would have caught two, but you caught three. Right. But with flatheads, you know, it's like... But that's the idea behind it. Is yeah. It's not try, magic. It, it's one more tool. It's one more advantage. Mm-hmm. It's one more... That's can, what I call Can it. I get one more bite? Oh. I'd call it an advantage. It's right. not... Mm-hmm. They're not going to jump out of the water to eat it. Right. Not like the King of the Hill episode right. where the dude put You're Matt not on the hook. Cap- 
You ever seen that? I have. He put meth on a hook and cast it out and caught a trout. And then he let the trout go and the trout jumped back in the boat. <laughs> no, it's not not quite on that level. Well, but. Maybe I'd do a little more research. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's legal. Right, right. I'm going to have to hire a different attorney for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but you're in the right area. There's plenty around. But you, you sell fish scents and you do gels, oils. What? Um, yeah, so we have mist um, yeah. that you can just spray on your bait. Yep. Um, we also have dripper caps that you can just drip the liquid on your baits. We have... Uh, jelly, which is kind of like the old school um, smelly jelly, which I'm sure everybody's heard of. That's been around forever. Um, we have uh, some chapstick style um, applicators. Have um, you ever put it on your lip? Deodorant style. <laughs> no, but it's a great prank to play on your friends. Um, <laughs> just, I wouldn't let them eat it so if you have anyone that's kind of weird got a um, fish allergy yeah, don't you don't you don't want to <laughs> eat any of our products i've heard of shellfish allergy is fish allergy a thing you thought yeah. you had it yeah the other spring no, fish, you got, fish is definitely you got no. stuck in the thumb or something that's and, not a fish allergy but you thought you're like am i allergic to catfish no, so my <laughs> you're right just to explain what he's talking about i got stabbed in my thumb by like a catfish pretty bad <laughs> And it swelled up, but it wasn't like an inflammatory response swelling. It was like... It's like a pussy. Yeah, it <laughs> was just like this weird, like, it, it was like hives, but like big hives. Like, like really oozing? Oozing, swelling hives that made my thumb three times bigger than it normally is. And then that went away. But then, then it go anywhere back. past your thumb? Well, it started. It kept creeping down, which Ooh. wigged me out. But it, it went away, and then it came back, and I got on prednisone. It went away again, and then it came back, and then I haven't had any problems since. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But it freaked me out. Right. So he beat AIDS, pretty much. <laughs> I won. Right. Back to Anyways, the back sorry. to the chapstick. <laughs> so we have we have chapstick style applicators. Um, Obviously, it's not. I don't want to cross any legal lines there. <laughs> um, we call them tube sticks. Okay. Um, we have deodorant style applicators. Those are those are a little uh, bit harder compounds. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> we have oh, tube lighter, style. <laughs> so those are harder formulas and that you can use on soft baits and hard baits, crank baits, jerk baits. Um, stuff like that could i apply it to like the side of a bluegill you could okay absolutely um because you always want your bait smelling fresh hmm. <laughs> yes you do <laughs> and that's a lot of the experimenting been doing with the secret sauce um we've only been using it in like the jelly form though right uh gel so those are that's our gel formula, um, and jelly's funnier or fun funner to say, funner to say, <laughs> more fun, more Sorry. fun. Okay, funnerist. It's coming from the teacher. Yes, it's the funnerist. <laughs> I taught science. That's asshole. why. He's a, that's why he's a retired teacher. Yes. Um, he dis- it. he dissected shit and blew shit up. That <laughs> that's, was it. That's what I did. You just hit the nail on the head. 
And I didn't retire. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> stepped out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Took a break. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Getting Hopefully, diapers. a permanent break. <laughs> Who needs diapers when you have flathead? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have we have an endless amount of applications. Um, do you use it on the tournament short. trail when you when you do tournaments? I use it religiously. Yeah, and if you follow, so like one of my top bass pros. Um, that I've been fortunate to do some traveling with and fishing quite a bit with uh, Chris Boudry on fishing the Bassmaster Opens. Um, if you follow some of his stuff, he uses it religiously. Like it's awesome. Religiously. Um, so your your bass formulas are dialed in. I mean, you got the bass formulas are dialed in. Our panfish formulas are dialed in. Um, I can't tell you how many. So times for ice I, fishing, you got. Yes. I can't tell you how many ice fishing trips this winter I took people out and stacked them. Absolutely worked them over. Live bait versus. I right. use nothing but artificial. Spencer, you need to edit this part out because this summer or this winter I'm going to annihilate my brother and all of our buddies. Mm. So mm. you edit this out mm. that they don't know what the hell happened. Not, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to call Rick tomorrow. <laughs> right. But, Start a bit um, more. <laughs> yeah. Rick will be, you just, well, you got the owner right here. Just have him blacklisted. <laughs> this is you, a anybody, can, yeah, anybody can buy JB's fish sauce. Except for your name Brian is, Kenzie, Matt Fogarty, Rick Dabb. Yep. They're on the, the blacklist. Well, it's going to cost you to eliminate customers from me. <laughs> That's fine. It's worth it. It's worth it every day. <laughs> I would just randomly send you five bucks a day. (laughs) No. But the reality, like we talked about before, I mean, you're not going to call fish from 10 miles away. Yeah, you've got to be on fish. Yep. And there's always days, there's some days that it doesn't matter. You could drop a bear hook down and you're going to catch. You're going to catch fish. I mean, there's some days that it doesn't matter, and there's some days that you're not going to believe the difference between. Going home pissed off and having an awesome day on the water. So. I've, I've witnessed it mostly with channel cats, not as much with flatheads. But right, there's been some days where, you know, it's like five to one, right, on channel cats. <laughs> um, and I've seen the difference like three to one on blue right. cats. And and I outfished a guide two days in a row with this crap. And and you've actually done a two-hook rig where one's got and one doesn't, and the one that's got has been bit and it's been several dumped. times. It's been done. It was right. like yeah. six fish in a row because yeah. I'd flip-flop. I'd go the sauce on the top, then the sauce on the bottom, and you replace both baits, right. and it would just like top hook, bottom hook, top right. hook, bottom <laughs> hook. And those have been exciting reports as I've gotten those and followed. Yeah. You using experimenting with me and kind of working on this deal together, um, and just for the record, I'm making nothing off of this right now. So yes. you can, if you don't want to buy them, you're just screwing Corey over, but, not me. But, right. you're, but your secret um, sauce isn't out yet, right? No, it's, it hasn't it's still been released. In process. We're still in the process. Yeah. We're getting very close. We're trying um, to make it not suck. Right. So far. <laughs> So far, it doesn't right. suck, but we want to make sure it you know, really doesn't suck. We don't want to put something out there just to put something out yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely we right. want to make sure it's dialed in and it's truly going to be a valuable tool for people. And We need a name for that, too. Like, the secret sauce may, might be it, but I, right? don't, I don't know. Well, it has been for a couple of years, anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep. Um, so, with this pandemic and whatever the hell we're in now, 
is uh, has your been, has your chain been limited like as far yeah, as ingredients it's and, been one of the that's been the biggest headache of the last year and a half uh, so the bottling industry completely got wiped out um like with the pandemic industry. um obviously it's not a secret everyone tried to get rich on hand sanitizer yeah which hand sanitizer so they took all of your bottles yes um those assholes <laughs> <laughs> yes and um so there there was a lot of um stressful um worrisome times because we were flat out running out of um containers and products and at the same time the fishing industry was booming yes. because people had nothing people were so tired of being cooped up in the house there was really nothing else for them to do that they felt safe other than going outdoors going fishing i can get, get out of the lake and get away yep. from people and like the fishing industry has exploded during this time yeah you couldn't find fishing gear um Any, right a lot and, of and stuff you still like can't eight like, pound test line it was like a year you right just couldn't even <laughs> and still right now if you go to our major stores and even some of the smaller stores um Shelves are half empty compared to normal because yeah. um, yeah. as soon as they get them, they're wiped out again, and it's, it's a getting long better, way. Yeah. It's get, yeah, it's starting yeah. to get better, but you're still seeing the impact of it. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, we got to get moving, Ryan. What's your what's your last cast? Oh, I I don't know. I'm just uh, we're starting August. You know, it's uh, it's time for the flathead to start amping back up. Kind of, we had a they have kind of a slow period and. You know they're starting to come back alive, so we got August, September, early October. That you know I plan yeah. on spending three nights a week out, not sleeping indoors. I, so, I've, I've got I mean, some exclamation marks on my calendar of last year's ramp up session. Yeah, when it's start- it's funny how it does, right? Too. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's I, worked out perfect this year because I went and banged out some big blue cats when the right. flatheads were spawning, and then came back and yep. it's yep. time and i yep. i that's how i kind of set my calendar you know i try a blue cat tournament in march yep. before the flathead come and then over you know spawn when they kind of they don't quit but it definitely slows down i try to do a blue cat turn or fishing trip there and then again in october november i'll probably head down south again and do another trip but i'm i'm excited invited yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for these next couple months. You know, I'm like I said, right. it, when the when the flathead are really pumping, I don't sleep a lot indoors. I try to sleep on the river as much as possible. Hell and, yes. and well, anytime you need company, I'm only a phone call away. Hey, we can do it. <laughs> yep. Like I said, at least three days a week, I want to be out until it gets so cold that I think about fishing for a walleye, and then I'm not sleeping outside for a walleye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to do a walleye float this fall. I will do that with okay. you because that'll be fun. We'll, that will be fun. We'll We've, do the walleye smallmouth float. We'll walleye camp out and, can be yeah. fun. and cook cook some nice steaks on a sandbar and Hell yeah. drink some brewskis and sit yeah, around we, a campfire. We've talked about that for a couple of years. We just have never done it. Yep. So. Well, it's been like the water conditions have been garbage and this yeah. year, and then when they were good, I didn't have time. and. You didn't have time yeah. or something. You know, it was always something. And yeah, that should be a fun trip, though. Nice, cool nights. You don't have to worry about sweating your ass off. You no just bugs. Lay, yeah, you just lay down and you're out. 
it gets it, dark at not because the twelve pack of beer, just because <laughs> right. it's perfect sleeping conditions. Yep. Yep. No, yep. that's definitely going to happen. All right, so if you want to support this podcast, you can do a handful of things, and I, well, we appreciate all of them. You can go get some merchandise at rivercertified.com and get you a sweet tank top because it's real hot out. You can get <laughs> sun's you, out, guns out. Guns, that's, that's right. You can get you a, uh, one of them boonie hats to keep the sun off your ears if you're a sensitive ginger like myself. <laughs> Uh, Waterland sunglasses. You can use promo code RC15 now. We went from Woo! 10 to 15. You saved 15%. And that uh, and they are awesome. You yeah. got me now. Yeah. They're the bang for your buck, man. Like, that's the thing. That's the American way. You know, you want to get the best bang for your buck. Waterlands are a good bang for your buck. They are. Uh, awesome lenses. The thing for me is the durability. Like, Ryan's hard on everything. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> To say the least. So, yes. so how's the pressure point behind the ears after oh, yeah. a long day? Because that's what drives me nuts about most sunglasses. Well, did you hear the commercial? That's what the first thing I talk about. You can wear them all freaking day, and you don't even know they're on your face. It's like you don't even listen to us. Right. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> so you go to get your pair of Waterland sunglasses, yeah. get your River Certified t-shirt or tank top or whatever, and uh, watch River Certified on YouTube and... Yeah. That, all, that all helps. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Share this stuff on Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever. And I, reach out to us. Yes. Get a hold of us. Yep. I mean, you guys have been slacking. We've had we've had some. I've actually, right now, I found a rod in my barn that I didn't even know I owned. So I haven't used it. And it's it's like a uh, medium light spinning reel with the the re, the winder on the right side. The, the wrong side. The backwards reel. <laughs> so it's backwards. That's right. You got two so on one right here. The first kid under thirteen years old, or the parent of the kid under thirteen year old years old that gets a hold of Spencer or I, yes. we will send you that rod. I didn't even know I had it. We so do whoever needs a rod, let us know. Yep. And there's been a few people who've reached out about catfishing gear. I'm wiped out on catfishing gear I can separate on at the moment. I'm working on making it happen. So uh, definitely keep reaching to, out to us about tackle. Um, keep. I need some boat suggestion names. For, yes. Yeah. Yes. We got a name is Sled. Yes. Um, right now, Straight Heat is the and currently in first place, but we got a little time before any paint <laughs> goes on that thing. I, I feel like there can be a better one out there. Oh, there's got to be. Straight right. Heat's okay. It's right. okay. I feel like it's a little cocky, a little arrogant for me. You know, like some Mi- people think I'm cocky. Mild warmth. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's more me. I'm more mild warmth. <laughs> so if we can get something along those lines. Yeah. That's being nice. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I just call it late nights. Oh, yeah, there's some potential there. Late nights. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Get a hold of us. Appreciate you taking time to listen. Hope you catch a giant. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.